0: So, the title of the message Tell your neighbor, listen, this is for you. Here we go. Don't live by excuses. Don't live by excuses. Amen. Don't live by excuses. So I want to go to Luke 19 verse 11 to 23. And it's the parable of money, interestingly enough. And it's not spiritual gifts. It actually is money. In Luke 19 verse 11 to 23 we could read all the way through, but I just want to get to 23 because of time. Now, they, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Two thousand years ago, they were with the king. They thought this is it. It's got to happen now. We're under occupation. Romans are chopping us to pieces, crucifying us, doing all kinds of things, desecrating our temples. Therefore he said, Jesus speaking, a certain nobleman went away into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return the type of Jesus. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minutes, and said to them, do business till I come and return. You know it as in some translations, redeem the time till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. My question to those men was, why didn't you tell him to his face? Come on, on, family. Read the Bible. Come on, it'll help you. But his citizens hated him, sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he had returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Verse 16, Then came the first, saying, Master, your minna has earned ten minna's. And he said to him, well done, good servant, because you were faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. I want you to see something from the kingdom. When you don't make excuses, the exponential is activated. Exponential is not ten plus ten. It's ten to the power of whatever number you put there. That's big, baby. And the second came saying, Master, your minna has earned five minnas. Verse 19, likewise he said to him, You also be over five cities. Then another came saying, Master, here is your minna, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. Verse 21, for I feared you, because you are, you are an austere man, you collect what you did not deposit, and you reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit, and reaping what I did not sow. The nobleman was repeating what he said, not what he was. Why then, he now counters the excuse, why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? The moral of the story, no excuse. Now, let's get into something here. Excuses. is seeking to lessen the blame upon yourself. This is so important for not seeing something come to fruition. I would, I would do such and such, but the economy is really bad. Excuse. Is the economy bad? Yes. But in God? It's an excuse. So I want to try and not get into, because we're ready at quarter past seven, I want to try and um, get this out and then see where we can go. Sometimes when I'm finished with these messages I say, why don't you just leave me on that statement, Holy Ghost, and I can spend time drilling down into that very thing that we've just said so I want you to think about it you are in the, what's it tonight the 8th of October how many excuses have you made have I made if any don't beat up on yourself but how many excuses have we collectively made for not doing in 2023 what God would have had us do. And to our mind and in our environment it may seem completely legitimate and justified but it is a lie. But it's a lie. And so it would be prudent on each one of us to love and pray for our brother or sister but not to stay where they are hello come on so another way of looking at this is we don't want the accountability for executing a particular mandate and thereby taking that responsibility. You see, as a business person, you can retrench people. I'm talking to believers now. You can retrench people. It's a horrible thing. Or you can believe for people. The excuse would be, the economy's bad, you've got to go many organizations, many companies have gone through horrific things because of bad management. They're not trench people. You know what trench people are? They're soldiers that have been in the trenches. They understand warfare. Do you understand that when the first recession came to this country, I realized that there was a whole crop of businessmen that had never... Charles, how are you? You know what I'm talking about. That had never experienced a recession. I grew up being trained in a sanctioned environment under apartheid. I had to be streetwise. I wasn't a believer then. I could lie like the best of them. Can you see? But excuses wouldn't have helped. I needed to eat. Come on, family. Come on. Now, I'm not suggesting when an environment goes wrong that it doesn't affect you. It's to what extent you will accept it. see, when David went to his brothers, they had excuses as to why they couldn't take down the giant. He didn't, he was streetwise with bears and lions. They were organisational wise and cowards. He just took down the big man. He didn't have an excuse. He had a result. Are you with me, family? I'm telling you that you're going to become poorer if you depend on the world system. I am telling you. This system is geared for lack. They'll probably take this off YouTube. This system is geared for lack. That's what it is. There's a spirit of lack at work in the earth. And in this context, I'm touching on financial because my wife and I have spoken extensively this weekend, our hearts for the people that are being retrenched. Many have been retrenched and continue to be retrenched. As late as this morning, I prayed with a couple that were retrenched. One on this day, and his wife the following, 24 hours later. 100% failure. What do you do? It's real. So is the word. So is the Word. That's why I believe the Holy Ghost is encouraging us to make sure, whether it's health, whatever area of our life, that we are on God's system. I'm very serious. I'm very serious. It really, really is dire. But God is the giver of all provision. If you look at Luke 12, I believe it's Luke 12, where he speaks about, don't worry. So you see, excuses constitute basic doubt and unbelief. Because faith doesn't make an excuse for anything. Now remember... I am not on some rocket science thing here. This is the Bible. You are to learn to call those things which be not as though they are. Not for one week, for the rest of your life. So that you are not dependent on this world system. Remember, you're in the world, but you're not part of, of the world so what happens we can look at it this way we don't want to be accountable for that responsibility this could apply to husbands you know what the lord said to me many years ago I said, I've got to put my children through university. The costs are rising, Lord. Some of you may remember this. Many years ago. And he took me to Noah. And he said, Noah was the only righteous man in an entire corrupt nation at the time. And the Lord took me and said, my word and your faith becomes like an ark. See, the water is the word. The Bible speaks of word is like water, it washes. What does it do? Well, first of all, it washes away excuses. So he could have had and made many excuses. He had never seen rain. He had never seen a boat. Well, they might have had rivers, I don't know. But you understand what I'm saying. There wasn't rain from heaven. You with me? Well, there must have been rivers. But that's what I want you to see. But he didn't make an excuse. He set about the construction of an ark. And so this is what God told me. He said, if you allow your word, my word, sorry, if you allow my word to continue to lift you, you will always live above the circumstances I do today. It didn't get there in five minutes. But the more I allowed the water to come from the word and the less excuses I made. You see, before I bring it to you, I've already had to walk it. So I understood or understand that excuses won't do anything. What I've got to look at is the Word of God, the wisdom and understanding of God. And how do I navigate in a world where economies by and large are in a mess You ask my wife, I've said for years, China's growth will not hold. I just knew that in my spirit. It's going further and further down. Ungodliness isn't prosperity. That's where I get the truth from. Are you with me? Nations that reject the gospel of Jesus Christ will pay the price. That is a fact. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't be aligning. I know there's still a lot of stuff there, but if you just are half-wise about the business community, then you will know the corruption in China probably makes us look like we dwarfs playing amongst giants. That's a fact. So, you cannot have an excuse. It's a luxury you cannot afford. Because Jesus has already told you and I, faith will do what? Please the Father. And then he says, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. What truth? How to live outside of the world system. You're in the world, but you're not part of the world. This is very real, family. It's not, it is not a joke. So let's look at the 10 believers who were given the exact same mandate, exact same instruction. We started out in life after Bible school uh, we were way over 200 students and you've heard me say that here now I don't know if any of them will come back but the last count from a guy that we were able to get pretty accurate information by name etc he said there's four of us that are in ministry now I want you to know when I was in that Bible school I never so much as got a prophetic word I mean, I was at the point of getting really annoyed with our heavenly Father because everybody got glittering, great prophetic words and I got nothing. To the extent, some of you may remember this, I have alluded to it once before, we were standing on the last night as the pastor came past, um, the senior pastor came past and was laying hands and bidding us farewell. And um, he touched everybody from there. Um, Pastor Janet was standing next to me. He touched every head. He got to me. He passed me, passed my wife, started off to the person next, carried on, giving words. By this time, under my breath, I'm saying, you know what, Lord, this is just a bit too much now. He stops a few people down, comes back, sticks his finger in my face and says, "God says what He's told you, do it." Hello, family. My excuse: Give me a prophetic word. How many of you are waiting on a prophetic word? Nancy Law, prophetic word. Come. This is the prophetic word. You see, he had given, God had given us scripture that we knew was from God, but it seemed so far-fetched at the time. But we live in the fruit of that word today that God gave us and continue to see it unfold. Don't make an excuse for lack. Whether it's your health, whether it's your finance, whether it's your marriage. Because let me tell you this, that God is able to re-engineer everything in our lives. If we have delayed in allowing the re-engineering to take place because of excuses for a lack of time, then we are accountable for that. Now, don't get under condemnation. Put your big pants on and let's move. Come on, family. This is not the time to be wandering. Come on, you'll wander right off the precipice. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is not done. We have and do as a church and as believers, quote, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Well, when in Dickens' name are you going to get it? (laughs) Why aren't we getting it? Excuses. Excuses. We make excuses. Are you with me, family? And so God will come and give us these kind of statements to give us, come on, time's running out. You see, you've got to realize, what if Jesus only comes back in 20 years, in 30 years? Lloyd will nearly be my age. <laughs> well, actually, you'll be older in 30 years if it's 30 years. How's that? And it goes like that. Ask the gray-haired guys, they will tell you. It goes quickly. There's no time for excuses. There's no time for excuses. Well, my partner doesn't love me enough. Well, love them, so love until they just can't resist you. This is good Bible. I'm telling you, this is truth. It's simple. And that's what makes it powerful. Amen? Because God's not trying to hide anything from us. The majority of them failed in even attempting to grasp the magnitude of the blessing that was being offered to them. You see, the blessing was offered. They chose not to take it. Didn't we just read that? But two exceeded the wildest expectations. They didn't expect that. Notice, the one gave ten, the other gave five they didn't just get that equivalent back. They were given cities because God could trust them. They wouldn't make an excuse. You know, when I questioned, not in doubt and unbelief, I just asked the Lord, I said, how will we go to America? God's response, Psalm 24, The earth and the fullness belongs to me. This is what he said to me. I will put you where I want you. That's pretty direct. God, have you spoken to the White House? (laughs) Come on. He doesn't. Because the earth and the fullness belongs to him. Do you believe that? Can you see, family? Do we believe that? This is not false prosperity. Because the same would apply to health, etc., etc., etc. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe, I'm paraphrasing, do you believe I can raise him? Yes, Lord, in that, Future. See? Excuse. Why? Because in her mind, he was already decaying. But you're looking at the author of all life talking to you. Come on, family. This is who you are serving. The one who makes. That is not as though it is. We all receive a measure of faith. I think I should preach this every Sunday or close out with it. We all receive a measure of faith. Where's the progress? Where is the progress? Now, I'm not suggesting there's no progress. But I'm saying to you. Caleb and I were having a conversation. In fact, no names, no pactoral mentioned, but I was speaking to somebody in the congregation and I verified it with him. His house bond has gone up since the interest rates began. Six thousand rand a month excluding water light food in how many years Caleb we were talking about it in the last three years has gone up how much 24% and climbing this is not a game this is not a fear tactic this is a faith command get on on your faith so God can do for you and your family what he wants to do walk in those covenant of promises not false prosperity you see if you are anxious it's an open door to sickness Physical sickness. Suddenly you start having pains that you didn't even know you had a bone there. Come on. It's called psychosomatic. Anxiety does very strange things to the human body. come on and if you're worrying about how you're going to live so that's why I wanted to give those those numbers so the conversation I was having with the person was this what if you are on a fixed salary did you hear Joshua talk about the financial system of the world and versus God this morning come on family 24%. Now let me help you. That 24% that they are talking about. Charles, are you still listening? (laughs) Okay. That 24%, he's a businessman, that's why I'm picking on him. That 24% is a basket of goods. Now let me help you. For political reasons, that basket is maneuvered and not everybody knows what's in the basket. But it's product that you're not looking at that's at 68%. Because politically, they've got to work the system for the votes. If I'm in medium B, come and feed me. Come on, family. Please don't be naive. This is not fear. This is life and truth. How much has fuel gone up this past week? How much? How much? How much? uh, Come on, how much? How much? One rand ninety-four. What happened to your salary? Anything? So where's the one ninety-four coming from? That's per liter, not per tank. Where's that coming from? Come on, family. No excuses. Somebody asked me a question this week. Said things are not going well financially. My first question. Well, to both I asked, including the one this morning, are you a tither? Well, I can't tithe. I said, well, look at the condition you're in. I am tithing, always have. Look at the condition I'm in. I haven't arrived, but I have no lack. Are you with me? Now, I'd have lack if I got into false prosperity and wanted to now get a yacht of 40 million U.S. dollars. But I don't have a mandate for that. God's busy probably talking to the man who's going to give me that one. (laughs) That's not Bible. Don't listen to that one. Although I do have children in my life that are captains of those kind of vessels. So there must be a reason in there somewhere. So I want you to see something. So we all receive the measure of faith. The measure... Is exactly the same for every believer. I know we know this, but I want you to think what are you doing with your measure? What are you doing with your measure? Every there's no respecter in God, in fact. We can go to Acts 10.34. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. In other words, if you'll believe, if I'll believe, we can have exactly the same portion. That's what I want you to see. It's got nothing to do with your Education. I can vouch for it. Seven out of ten immediately rejected any form of accountability. They simply said, he's not ruling over us. Do you know how many times we say that to Jesus? Not on this matter, Lord. I'll handle this. Not because we're trying to be difficult. We just haven't renewed our mind. And the consequences for that decision were very dire, which we won't go into now. We've read it anyway. Didn't we finish reading to verse 23? Yes, we did finish. One of them simply made an excuse. He said, you're a meanie. How many of you said God's a meanie? I'll never say that. You've thought it. I don't know why God's not coming through for me. Meany. <laughs> right? Come on. Come on, let's be honest. We're having a family meeting here. Well, the Lord rebuked him because he said, according to your words, Excuses. Be it unto you. Watch those words, family. The kingdom of God is not static. It is perpetually in expensive mode. Did you hear what I said? What are you looking at if you're in business for growth this coming year? Well, haven't you seen the economy? Why are you looking at the economy? Why aren't you looking at God? Amen. You know what the average salary increase is going to be in this country this year? Below six percent. What did we just see? food inflation's at 24 percent. What about the counselors? They want to get some grub in their tummy. They're going to put up the rates in the new year, and they have their council meeting. Come on, family! Come on! Come on! Come on! Eskom's got to pay over four hundred billion rand's worth back in debt, so they want their cut. This is your six percent going through your hands like sand. I don't like this prosperity message this isn't prosperity this is survival only I haven't got to prosperity yet we're still at survival mode come on family the kingdom of God is not static it's always in expansive mode The Word is living, active, full of power. Many years ago, I won't even take up an offering, Joshua will. But many years ago, when the enemy hit our business, I went to the Lord for a strategy because I know how to sell. Before I was saved, I was very streetwise. You don't lose that. Is that right, Charles? <laughs> Just checking with Charles. Charles is probably going to sit somewhere else next time. <laughs> but it's true, right, Charles? you to get this tonight I'm not trying to get your money I'm trying to make sure you don't go down the tube this is very real I do not live by excuses sometimes when I look in the mirror I'm mad with myself, not condemnation, but pick myself up by the scruff of the neck and say, don't you get into a pity party, boy, because you're on your way down. Don't you ever let those words, woe is me, come out of your mouth. What about my reputation? You don't have one. You are dead in Christ. Dead men don't have reputations. Family, we don't have reputations. We have Christ. We don't need a reputation. If we've got a reputation, we're probably full of pride. Come on. Doesn't the Bible say that we live by faith in Him? It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me so our life in Christ is all about increase spiritually mentally physically socially financially that's what our life in Christ is about in abundance to the full till it overflows when Is it going to overflow? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Can you see? What is God? What excuses have you and I made that has delayed God? Many years ago, told that many times in front of the church, Just got saved Heard about the confession Looked at their telephone Ring in Jesus name With all the gusto I could I did it a few times Nothing happened I heard a still small voice in me Faith Will pick it up Huh? Don't I just believe and then it happens? No, I had a part to play. Pick up the telephone, he said to me, and believe me that I will give you favor. I am co-laboring with him, not sitting on my butt, sucking cocktails, waiting for God to make it happen. God bless you.